Reading from the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Um, book one, chapter two, text 66. One second, I got to right back. One more thing. The electricity went out, the AC went down. Open some windows. Okay. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Okay, one, two, sixty-six. Bhakti dure tutasmin me. Naparada bhavanti chait. Bahumanye teratmanam naham agasurudravat. Translation. Forget about my having any devotion for him. I'd be happy if only it was true that I never offend him. I cannot expect him to tolerate my offenses as he does Lord Shiva's. Omagana timarandasya kananjana shalakaya taksurundalitamyena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanyamano bhishtam stapitam yena bhutale Sayam rupa kadamayam tadati sapadantikam vancha kalpa tarubhyascha kripa sindhu bhayevacha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo nama sri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar, Shivas Adi Gaur Bhaktavinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from, <coughs> from Govardhan in Purushottama Mas. Uh, every, well, not every day. Now Bhakti began Goswami left. I was taking lunch with him today, but I was invited to Govinda Prem, Champak's mother today. So I went. And uh, this uh, Dandavat Parikram 
has become the latest craze. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of people and not young athletes. It's just India's top of Bhumi. It's the land of austerity. People understand Nayam Lokas, the Yagyasya, Kutanya Kurusatan. Without sacrifice, there's no gain. So they just have it so much in their blood. I mean, it's like a traffic jam of people prostrating obeisances. It's kind of wonderful in that sense. So we're on the Briyad Bhagavatam Rita, and uh, I've pretty much got a consistent. Um, group, so you know kind of the theme of there's two themes, there's always a story theme and there's a philosophical theme just like in the Bhagavatam, there's, there's story, a person tells a story about a story about a story you kind of can get lost in that way and there's different stories but they're all telling one story Ete chamsa kala pumsa krishnas tu bhagavan swayam. The paribhasa sutta, the theme verse, pointing to the supremacy of Krishna and what that supremacy means in terms of our relationship with Krishna. And to do that, there are 10 subject matters. Atvasagas, vasagas, cha, satir potion of utaya. Manvatara Ishakanta Narodha Mukta Asraya. And the nine subject matters it's mentioned are to help you understand the tenth, which is the Ashraya. And the Ashraya is, is Krishna. To understand him fully in truth. So we have one story, which is this charming story of Narada looking for the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy, which is a nice way to explain the theme of the book, which is Parama Desha Antim, the topmost end of stages. That's what the book's about. And, and, to help us focus and understand that, we follow Narada's journey, in which we see, I describe it as perfect, more perfect, and even more perfect. And what we see is we really, and I, I describe, when you, you look at things from different angles in different ways, it's like an axe that's being sharpened when you hit things from different angles. That's why Prabhupada said the devotees should get together and discuss the philosophy from different angles. So we have this three angles of each particular devotee. So we get to see his purity this way, his purity this way, and this way. We see the purity from the description of the previous devotee who is pointed to him. I'm not a devotee, you should see him. And then you see, you see the perspective of that pure devotion from Narada even going there. 
And then the third way you see the, the person's devotion is how he responds to praise. How he responds to praise. Acceptance of praise, embracing of praise, wanting praise, profit, admiration, and distinction is the is antithetical to bhakti where it's all about someone else. When I chant my prayers, and there's also Gayatri Mantra, the guru, that I'm not going to say it, but it says the guru and then namaha. And I meditate on that. It's so interesting. Namaha. What does namaha mean? Namaha means not me. That's what I meditate on. Not me. Guru, not me. Guru, that's what I meditate on. Why? Because everything else in my life is telling me me, 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 me. But not me. Namaha. And then there's a... a um, Okay, one second. A little relief from the heat has come. Excuse me. I'll shut the windows. Okay. Um, yeah, so this not me. And to actually embrace that, feel that, and understand that, and not, and not want that. That's why when we hear the Bhagavatam, what are we doing? We're hearing God, and we're trying to become attracted to God. Because when you become attracted to someone, then, then it's about them and not you. And that's what love is. Love is about the other. And that's the difference between love and codependence. Codependence, it's giving your life to the other, for yourself, not for them, due to some psychological fears or attachments. Um, so it's so nice, and, and, it, and it's from the core of the heart. Because one's feeling it, to, to literally feel not me is to feel in, 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 in a beautiful way, like a mother, not me. What's coming from her heart is such a beautiful thing. It's called selflessness and love. And when you're feeling that from your heart, when that becomes your mood, you're very reluctant to move from that position. And one of the easiest ways to move from that position 
is to be praised and embrace it. So it's really interesting. It's all a matter of, of faith, objective or goal based on experience. It really takes something to really taste bhakti. But when one tastes bhakti, they don't want to move from that position of devotion. One of the best examples about, of that is um, my godbrother, Jayananda. I remember when I came to San Francisco in 1970, just traveling around the country with my friends. And by the transcendental system, I told the story before, the only place we had to stay when we arrived in San Francisco was a parking lot of a football stadium. And it just so happens the stores to the Frederick Street, the back faced that football stadium. So when we drove in, in the window, we saw the devotees. And we, we immediately were impressed with this one devotee named Jayananda. When he passed away, Prabhupada put him on the Vaishnav calendar. Immediately impressed because we saw him serving. <clears throat> and later we went in the temple, we saw that he at that time was the president. We saw him fixing the car. We saw him taking out the garbage. And many, but when Prabhupada would come, all the devotees would get to greet him. There's three symptoms of prema. When you really have love, three symptoms are you want to be with the person. You want to have a relationship with the person and you want to serve the person. But ultimately service takes precedence in love. You want to be with that person. That's what love means. You're attracted. I know sometimes in the morning and I'm chanting and I like to meditate on the Guru Parampara. So when I meditate on one, one of the acharyas in the Guru Parampara, I chant one mantra and in the, my mind is, I want to be with you. Then another mantra, I garland the person, I want a relationship with you. And then I chant another mantra, I want to serve you. So, Prophet said, where's Jayananda? Where's Jayananda? And he was serving. He, he wasn't there. It was impressive. He was serving. So, yeah, it's all about a bhav, a mood, a devotion, and a taste of that devotion. where one gravitates towards service and the position of service and the position of love. So it seems that Bhagavatamrita, one of the ways of honing 
that person's devotion is seeing how he's responded to saying, you are the greatest. I told that story where after Prabhupada had defeated a Mayavadi in a very fierce way, his disciple was massaging him in the evening and had this vision of Prabhupada kind of like, he, had, he told me, the devotee told me, you know, that Prabhupada's on a stool and he just knocked out this guy and he was the heavyweight champion of the world. And, you know, according to his own scars, he sees it and he said, Prabhupada, you're the greatest. Prabhupada with conviction said, no. He said, no, I'm just a servant. And one time people, someone said to him, Prabhupada, you're such a great devotee. And Prabhupada said, no, devotee is not ordinary thing. And real devotee is not ordinary thing. And when you say real devotee, that it is imbued with that consciousness. He moves with that consciousness. And therefore, he doesn't have false ego. And therefore, he's transparent because there's no, um, I don't know what you call it, but there's no facade. We have a facade because we don't want, we want to cover what we are because it may diminish us in the viewpoint of others. The person really can just be who they are. And no facade, transparent, and no false ego, and no profit, no desire for profit, admiration, or distinction. So we see, so now we're seeing Lord Brahma because as Narada went to Indra and Indra pointed to the glories of, of, of Lord Brahma, of, of, of his, the level of, this, of the worship that he does, the level of the service he does, the position he's been entrusted with, he's Adi Kaviye, he's the, he's the original spiritual authority, where in the Brahma, Madhva, Gaudiya Sampradaya, so it starts from Lord, our Sampradaya starts from Lord Brahma, so he's Adi Kaviye, the supremely intelligent being, Chintamani Prakrasadmasu Kalpa Riksha, Laksha Viteshu Surabhirapipaliyantam, Lakshmi Sahasra Satasambrava Sevimanam Govinda Mari Purisham Tamaham Bajami. What a bhav, Lord Brahma's prayers. Chintamani Prakrasadmasu Kalpa Riksha. His mood in Vrindavan. But Lord Brahma the verses we're in now, he's going to counter this. He's going to counter militantly because he doesn't want to think. I remember Andrew went to this one side of and he asks him some questions, and the sadhu says, but don't think you're better than, and Andrew Prabhu told me this, don't think you're better than everyone, 
or anyone. Everyone or anyone. And that's what happens in devotion as one's consciousness becomes clear. One more clearly sees himself. And if you see yourself and you're in this world, there's nothing to be proud about. And if you peel back your life of rationalization, you'll be able to see the faults and immaturity in your life that embarrasses you. Because cheto darpanam marjanam, the mind becomes clear by the chanting of Hare Krishna. You start to see yourself. So these are these are pure devotees. So they, their slate is clean. So they have a clear vision of God. They have a clear vision of themselves. And they're in a bob or mood of service. And they're happy in that mood. And, and they don't want to be moved that way. So now we can relish Lord Brahma's resistance. He said, happy and true that, uh, you know, forget about me having devotion. Because he already discounted that. That wasn't devotion. I wanted liberation. And that was sacrifice. God was accepting it. Okay, I was in charge. But he was accepting it for everyone, for the benefit of everyone. It wasn't just my devotion. And was that it, it, and I'm happy that was if only true. It was only true that I never even offend him. And then he's going to explain his own mistakes. And I think this is very, very significant. It was brought up in another another part of the story that. There's a prop, you see, what's happening now, they get, he, 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 the Brahmin is pointing to the king because the king is, you know, he, he, he wasn't just devotional for his own family or a section, but, you know, he was ruling devotion. It's very beautiful, the king and all the temples and things. And then the, the king says, no, let me go to Indra. Indra is the king of heaven. And we see that even, his, his younger brother, Vamanadev, is with him and he's being worshipped. And then we see Lord Brahma, who is the descendant. If you meditate on that itself, what does that mean? Karma is coming in so many intricate ways to us. And this is all being organized by Lord Brahma. But what Lord Brahma's point is going, and then Indra says something interesting, and he says, and, and you appoint all the demigods. And, and, and Brahma's going to now say, yes, and I and all of them are screwed up. And it's a very important point. Why? Because when you have position, it gives you facility to enjoy. And one of the enjoyments is the superiority of that position. 
And therefore, we're going to see, even though they're great devotees, he's going to point to all of the demigods that he's assigned. And we can see the problem begins with conceit. Or in Sanskrit, it's called abhiman. I am this, I am this, I am this, and the identification with it. Which leads to offense. Because you, you, when you have a superior position, you have some entitlement to control. And the abuse of that is offense. So he's going he's to see that. Where what? When, when we worship our deity, we're not supposed to worship it with our abhiman, our conceit, our material body, our conception. I am this, I am that. Because all I am this, I am that, I am this. It's just different varieties of this false ego to control and enjoy the world. And somehow or other, God giving us this experience to do so for the purpose of frustrating our, our conception. When you can't, first-class intelligence you just hear, second-class intelligence you have to make the mistake and suffer. And third, you make the mistake and you do it again. That's this material world. In the, in the, in, in the story of Akrura, it's, it's, the material world is called Duratmana. Duratmana. Very difficult to overcome. And the reason it's difficult to overcome is because we're making the same mistakes again and again and again. And therefore, there's, <laughs> therefore, how many times have we gone into the dissolution of Lord Brahma where, where we become part of the collective false ego, our little souls connected with our false ego, the Mahatattva, and then God expands again, and Prabhupada said, that gives us a chance to catch the truth. And how many times have we failed? We are the child on the ocean building sandcastles for time immemorial. And every time we think we're going to thwart the water and we dig the troughs and it goes over. Therefore, the, the, the idea of this world is for us to get sick of this. Bhutva, Bhutva, Paliyate describes in the Bhagavad Gita the world again and again and again and again and again and destroyed. But when you come to Bhakti and you want to worship Krishna, you can't do it in, in the false egotistical conception. Therefore, there's something before deity worship called Bhutta Shuddhi, purifying the Bhutta, the material elements. And how do we do it? We chant, Naham Vipra, Chanada Patir, Sudro, Navaishta. I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. What am I? Gopi, Bharta, Pata, Kamala, Dasa, Dasa. I'm the servant of the servant of the servant of the gopis. And of course, one way we do Bhutashuddhi is we worship Guru. And the first principle of devotional service is Guru Padashraya. Why? Because the first principle 
of spiritual life, the first principle of spiritual life is changing identity. From the basic change is from I am the controller and enjoyer, and happiness is to do that, to I am the servant of Krishna, and happiness is to do that. So Guru Pad Ashraya, surrendering to the Guru, that's the first principle of changing thy identity and changing the locus of our ego. Or in initiation, there's five samskaras. The, the first samskara is tapa. Tapa means heat, tapa means austerity. It also means regret. The first principle in, in initiation is I regret. And what do I regret? I regret living as the enjoyer and controller life after life after life after life. So anyway, we, we see this with, with Lord, Lord Brahma, because he's Vaishnav. But even so, that position is so challenging and so tempting. I will always tell the story that when someone asked me first for initiation, I decided that I can't make this decision myself because it, it will be tinged by my desires. Because we want to desire and control. So here's a position of authority. How dangerous that is. We're all trying to move in that direction. And now here it is, you have an opportunity. So I told people at that time, and way back, Raimaj was a sadhu living in Matara, and he had put Prabhupada in Samadhi. Um, and Prabhupada gave some indication that he can advise as a senior Vaishnava. So I went to him and I put it before him, who I was and what the responsibility of service on one hand and my own lack of qualification. And I just put it beyond my own to Krishna through a Vaishnava. What he said was so powerful. He, he, he said, he, he said, was it approved? They said, yes. He said, then I ordered you to take disciples, not me, but Prabhupada through me. But then the next point, but don't think you're guru. Do it as a service to your guru. So we're going to see here now, and Lord Brahma is going to make a point. You're glorifying me as the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And if you think that mercy is because I've got a position, I got a new potty, a designation. You're mistaken because it is so dangerous and I screwed up so much. And not only that, all those people that I appointed, they also had the same problem. 
as a service. It has to be so much fixed in one's consciousness. Okay, I'm going to catch the culprit. See who doesn't have their thing. Okay. Okay. So let's now read through these verses and, and get a little bit of Lord Brahma's Bob to barely see the screen. Why can I barely see the screen? See, I don't know if it's my eyes. I'm going to get check get checked up the ophthalmologist or my glasses or the computer, but I'm, I'm going to have to put my glasses in a funny way. Um, but apta varajato sao sarvaloka pata gasa hiranyakashipur dushto vaishnava droha tatpara with benedictions obtained by me, the wicked Haranyakashipu became the tormentor of all the worlds dedicated to violence against the Vaishnavas. So here was my authority. What did I do? I followed the rules, but it was Niyamagraha. It was too much affection for the rules because the rules didn't serve the purpose of, the, of, of my job. I'm supposed to, you know, regulate karma and, and give people benefit for things. So he performed these austerities, but it was violence against the Vaishnavas. After the Lord and his form as the Shringadev destroyed Aranyakashipu, I and my entourage stood fearful at a distance, trying to praise the Lord with skillful prayers, but he would not even honor us with a sidelong glance. Yet when Prahlad was inaugurated, was inaugurated king, the Lord at once became pacified. So he's saying it's not position that's mercy. And I'm seeing this living here in Govardhan. And, and, and seeing unknown, unknown, relatively unknown devotees with extremely deep realization of Krishna. So it's not just position, color of one's cloth. Here was Brahma and then he's watching. He next gets neglected. And, and Pallad gets all the attention for his bhakti. Same thing when, when Krishna left the planet. The most learned scholar, Maitreya Muni, was there. But Krishna completely neglected him by focusing on instructions to Udava who was a parishad, who was his servant, and was talking about and remembering Vidura. So it's bhakti. 
Then I slowly approached him and he angrily ordered me, you should not give such benedictions to demons, O lotus born. You made a mistake. Nonetheless, I kept on giving benedictions to wicked demons like Ravana, whose tongue can even mention, whose tongue can even mention the sins Ravana has done. Remember the offenses committed against the Lord by Indra and other demigods I appointed? The excessive pride of these demigods constantly perverts their discrimination. Indra is sitting on the throne and his guru, Brahaspati, came and he didn't even stand up. He got covered by his position. I remember we were worried about one of the successes of Prabhupada who was building palaces in Europe. And I told you his Vyasa son, his, I went to his Guru Puja, his Vyasa son was above my head. And again, we went to Narayan Marsh and we asked him, he seems to be attached to sitting on the seat, is he fallen? And the answer was, he's already fallen. So instructive. Sometimes we think mercy in terms of material facility and opulence. But mercy is the situation. Mercy is the facility to experience God. And a lot of times, that's not the one that's up there. Indra sent rain to retaliate for the Govardhan sacrifice, sometimes fought against the Lord and committed other offenses. The Lord of the Waters, Varuna, offended the Lord by kidnapping Nandamaraj by failing to return the cows belonging to Bana and so on. So one of the things that Indra said, the, Go see Lord Brahma. He's appointing all these people in the administration. He's so entrusted by God. He's so empowered in his service that look at the level of his service. He, he, he's the, the Adikab, the original intelligent man. How empowered he is. And therefore he's managing everything and he's given positions to all these people. And like Brahma says, well, you, you think I was great on that. They all screwed up. Yamaraj made mistakes like allowing the wrongful death of the son of the Lord's teacher. And Kuvera is responsible for the wicked misdeeds of Shankarchuda and others. In lower planetary systems like the Daityas who always attack Lord Vishnu's devotees. And also living there are the serpent friends of Kaliya who by nature are contaminated by anger. So from the highest planet to the lowest planet, how I organize it, everyone is offending God. So how am I the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy? 
because I got this big position and I put people in the universal government. It's like the, the, the Maha temple. So much mercy. Look, but look what happens. And recently by my magic, I stole the calves and young friends. The Lord was watching after Vrindavan. I took them all away while the boys were having lunch. So it's so easy to get abhiman, conceit, false conception, which if unchecked leads to the conception that I'm the enjoyer and controller and therefore blinds you to who is. And I've quoted this many times when this great devotee of Lord Chaitanya, Gopinath Acharya, was speaking to, was with Lord Chaitanya and his brother-in-law was Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, the greatest logician in India. And Gopinath Acharya told, turned to Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya and says, even though the Supreme Lord is standing right before you, you cannot see him because you think of yourself as separate and independent God. The mercy and consciousness to be able to depend on God and open our hearts to his mercy and feel our relationship with him. And God's mercy is removing those things that are separating from him, that making us feel separate and independent and therefore not being able to perceive him. So I then saw some most amazing wonders and became frightened offering prayers and bowing down to the Lord. I thought, I am so arrogant but now in his pastime as a coward boy, he has tricked me simply by the spontaneous glance of favor upon me from his lotus face. I became joyful. I realized how fortunate I was to have visited the land of Raja, which is so dear to him. Fearing I would commit more offenses if I stayed there too long. I then went away. What else need to I tell you about my ill fortune? So he's in Vrindavan. He says, I, it's great I was here, but look at the offenses I've committed. Therefore, we enter Vrindavan through Lord Shiva. There are dig piles. They, dig means direction. Pal means to protect the directions. So there's Shiva Lingas in the four directions. Kameshvara, Kundeshvara, Gopeshvara, Chakleshvara. And we worship them to remove the false ego. Because if you see, think you are the center, you can't see and feel who is. And we all look at our lives how often God has removed our self-conception, misconceptions, our conceit. And he's working on it now. And that's, that's, 
That's our karma. That's how the whole world moves. That's why everything's happening to us. Just so we come to the point and say, from this day, I am yours. And that is a heavy thing to say. To wish it. To wish the truth of God's will. To follow the truth is to follow God's will. And to actually want that. I fear that. I fear that. Because I fear that because God's will may put in my life things I don't want and God's will may take away things in my life that I'm attached to. But unless we come deep down into that point of our heart, We won't fully open the door into bhakti. So we're working on it and we're being purified and we're hearing about it. And God's speaking to us through, through how he moves the world around us. And mostly we're hearing about it. In fact, in this universe, I see no object of Lord Vishnu's mercy equal to Mahadev Shiva, he is famous as the dear friend of the Lord. Okay, Jumunajaya, you get first. Anything today's class you can share? Uh, yes, Maharaj. <laughs> so many things, so many wonderful points about mercy. But one of the things I'm really struck by is how Lord Brahma is not just taking his own accountability, but he's taking accountability for the example he set. Look at all these people I put in position and they screwed up. So it's not just like so often when people are in, in power position, they'll go, oh, my underlings screwed up. It wasn't me. But even there, Lord Brahma is acknowledging that they screwed up because he screwed up. And so I think that, that this whole passage is so really wonderful about this radical responsibility that Lord Brahma shows us that we should be taking. Wonderful. You can delegate authority, but you can't delegate responsibility. Mm. And when there's bad management, they delegate responsibility mm -hmm. and they keep authority. And that fries everyone out. And the story is Shivananda Sena, when, when that his assistant feed the dog, he, he, he fasted all night. He couldn't sleep. He didn't say it's not my fault. He accepted responsibility. Yudhisthira, I see you there. Do you have anything you'd like to share? I took notes on this one. It was really good. Um, I, I, one thing is, um, you know, it's a gradual process, right? So people shouldn't think that it is... Uh, and all or nothing, but rather gradual. So I, I can just share like the, when a river runs into the ocean, I like this metaphor, um, the fresh water merges with the salt water, but it pushes back and forth. So it can feel that way when we're in the process. 
but we shouldn't lose faith that the river is ultimately going into the ocean. So I like, I like that thought because, you know, when we talk about bhakti and pure devotees, we use the term devotee to be both narrow and easy. Both narrow and difficult. Oh, narrow and easy. Yeah, like it's right, right. Yeah. But we should also, like you said, cut us, cut, cut, cut ourselves some slack, if you will. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, so many things that you uh, you shared. You caught me a little off guard, but <laughs> yeah, I, I was a little. There's different moods in preaching. Hmm. I'm in Shotamamas, but performing a little austerity. So, I thought the audience would like a little hell brimstone and fire. No, I think it's I, Maharaj. I, I I I didn't think it it was. You know, I okay. met with an older devotee who's kind of on the periphery. And um, I find when people use the term devotee that I, I cringe if their mood is narrow. Yeah. You know, that inside right. cringe. <laughs> right. And, yeah. yet, and yet we, you know, uh, you, can't, you can't share your reaction, the cringing reaction, but you right. can just expand upon their feelings a little bit, right? And I, I'm certainly not a good example of, of much, but um, still. And also the other thing that um, your, our common friend in Vrindavan took my wife and I around. Uh, yeah. She made the point, which reminded me, I hadn't heard it in years, because everything we have is a gift. If we have uh, money, it's Krishna's giving it to us on loan. How do we use it? And I know Tamal Krishna Maharaj, um, I kept his books, you know, for his Guru Dakshin for almost 20 years. And he was meticulous, as I'm sure you know, Srila Prabhupada was. And um, his mood was always, this is Krishna's money. This is Prabhupada's money. And it was just Guru Dakshin, you know, that he used to give out. It wasn't... He never right. felt like it was his. So she said, anyway, Yoga Maya said, it's not how much you give, it's how much you hold behind your back. It's how much you keep. Wow. That's heavy. <laughs> I thought I thought so. I'm trying to find projects to give to because I'm blessed to, to have a certain amount of resources at this stage of my life. And it's, you know, you, you ask, but in a lot of ways, most projects are not quite ready. That's true. Either they're not ready or they don't need. It's a combination of both. Right, like in India, the fundraising for large temples is fairly, yeah. relatively easy. All right, well, thank you, Eudistia. Uh, That's great. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, anybody else like to say something? Hare Krishna Gurudev. Yes. This is uh, Jai Shirad and Opar and Ram. <laughs> I just wanted to say today's class made me think that it's so wonderful that we had Srila Prabhupada as an example of a devotee when you were saying how he was reacting on his disciples' admiration and always being so humble and setting his own example of humbleness and pure devotion and heart. 
I was just thinking how fortunate we are to have him as an example for us. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, devotee is not an ordinary thing. I I interesting. Gail, you have anything? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to um, um, clarify a couple of things for myself. There are three ways in which the devotees would express devotion. One is that they look, look prema. This was actually in Bhakti Rastamita Sindhu for prema. Yeah. Yeah. One is that they would deflect praise. The second is that they would, you know, illustrate the glory of the person that they felt um, inferior to. And I'm missing one. The three are when you have prema, you want to be with Krishna. No, no, not that one. What, what was the other one? In the Brihat Bhagavatamita, right? There's the, oh, the, the three, it was three ways. Yeah. A devotee with this, let's say there's a, a Lord Brahma, the glorifying Lord Brahma. So first there's Indra telling Narada about Lord Brahma. Then, the, then there's Narada going and seeing it personally, and that's related to Brihat Bhagavatamrita about what, what's the devotion of Lord Brahma. And then when, when, when Narada glorifies that person, we see his bhakti by how he reacts to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so first you, they hear, then they see, and then they see, they hear the deflection of it. Right, right. right. Okay, just one other thing is, you know, Krishna, he gives us that facility to be the quote-unquote enjoyer, controller, only for the purpose of subsequently frustrating that. No? Is that what you said? He doesn't have to frustrate. It is frustrating because it, it's, it detaches us from the soul. So, yeah. Mm. The, 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 the function of the world, according to Yoga Sutras, is boga, and moksha, those two things, enjoyment and liberation. But enjoyment is also for liberation because yes. it frustrates you. That's mm -hmm. why there's dharma, artha, kama, and moksha. You, 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 you perform dharma, you get money, you enjoy, and you become frustrated. Yeah, because the enjoyment is not that kind of enjoyment is not inherent to the It's not flourishing. It, it's, I, I quote this Buddhist French guy. I wrote a book. He wrote Happiness. And he said, pleasure is the happiness of a madman and happiness is the pleasure of the sage. So pleasure is something external. So it's a cr crazy person who makes pleasure his objective to be satisfied. And the, the, the sage makes the satisfaction in heart the goal, not what he has around himself in the world. The flourishing of heart, the bhava, the mood. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you, Gail. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hey, Bhakti Devi, you're, you're there in. Uh, you're um, Ponderosa? I am, <laughs> yes. 
you know, I was a great class. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, when you made that comment about peeling back your life of rationalization, it just made me remember like how much time and money I wasted, you know, I mean, I came to this tradition late in life, um, but all that time prior to it, I, it was just a, a constant, you know, striving and, um, and desiring and, uh, you know, just a waste of time. <laughs> well, therefore, you became qualified for initiation. That's tough. <laughs> Thank you. It burns the false ego, the regret. I've yeah, wasted my time. Now I'm giving. But thank God when you came, you became serious. Yes. And thank you for, for your mercy. <laughs> my thank guru. You. Thank you. Mara, may I just say something about her comment? Yeah. I, I find, you know, speaking to different people that we we can tend to beat ourselves up and call the previous activities a waste of time. But actually, they were all to prepare us to come to a higher level. By realizing they were a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, fully. But that we, we need to go through that. Yeah, that's so to true. To have regret for the process that brought us to where we're at doesn't do us much good. You know, we all can feel that way. But yeah, it's glorious. Okay, okay thanks, Judas, dear. I appreciate that. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, that was a wonderful class. Thank you so much. Are you? Is that you? Where are you? Well, I I, I rented a house near Gita Nagri, and I I got to drive Ratatvaja Swami up here and serve him, and uh, so um so I rented a house near Gita Nagri, and I've been hanging out. There's a retreat here with uh, young people. Uh, you know, Rajavihari's son organized it, and uh, there's about a hundred young people here. They're really fired up. It's really beautifully organized. Great people like Bhuta Bhavana is here speaking, and uh, um, it, it, it's it's really wonderful. And it's so wonderful to be with Ratatraja Swami and to be with Radha Damodar. Oh, my goodness, Radha Damodar is so deep in my heart. They're just so wonderful. And I realize I've been coming here since 1984. And uh, and how deep Radhadamadar has gotten into my heart. <laughs> how long have you been there now? This time, I've I've been there about four days. Four days, Henry. You are the supreme nectar hound. You go, <laughs> uh, you go where the nectar is. That's great. And then serve the, the devotees like Sachinandana Swami when he was up in, and Pratatvaja uh, Swami and. That's great. There's a lot of wonderful retreats going on now. That's great. Okay. Great. Thank you, Maharaj. We should talk soon, but I'm in India. When I get back, I'll call you, okay? Okay. 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 Hare Krishna. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Gumaraj. Tota Gopinath here. Hi, Bo. Tota. Hi. And on behalf of everybody, thank you for becoming a guru and taking on disciples. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Well. I appreciate the disciples. Anyway, anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Garaj, it's Lal Govinda. And Braja, thank you thank for class. class. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm only growing this beard for you, so you'll have ecstasy when I get back. You'll have a lot to <laughs> Thank you. You'll have a lot to say. I don't know if I can hold out for the whole time. Lyle's my, Lyle's my barber. When I'm in New Jersey, he comes and I love it. You know, you go outside, put the raper finger, you know, get a professional kind of understand why people like to sit in the barber shop, you know, why that used to be a fun thing. I may have to shave on Dwadasi, though. I don't know how long I can keep this, but yeah. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Oh, great. Uh, did you stay up all night and stayed up for the <laughs> class? Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Are you going to get thank free on? Oh, you will be free on August 16th, one way or another, right? August 16th. I'll, I'll check about September for your Vyasa Puja definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway, yes, we'll I'm... see. Okay. Right. Anybody Thank else? you. Honey Bo, anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Chad. Uh, really appreciated the class. There's a lot that uh, I would like to comment on, but I think everyone sort of touched base on it. So I don't think I sort of need to belabor anything. Um, wonderful class. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Chad. Anybody else? Haribol Maharaj. Buenos dias. Thank you for the class. Abby, thanks for coming on on Sundays. <laughs> okay, Haribol, good. Anybody else? Hi, who, who is this? Oh, hey, Kaylee. Wow. I want to make a joke, but what are you doing up so early? <laughs> just, just eager to hear. Great. Thanks so much, Kaylee. Great. Great. Are you, is that your place? Okay. Thanks. Let's touch again base this week again, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Okay. Okay. Bunch of copatubius Itanam Pavanavio, Vaishnavavio, no, 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 no.